to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So, let's live our best lives, one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better than last week. Well, last week I was very nervous because Lulu was getting spayed this week, and I've been a nervous wreck about it. I'm like a worried mama. I told Eric I was more worried about her getting spayed than I was when my kids had like their adenoids and tonsils taken out. I get it though, because pets can't really reason with you and you can't like say, no, you have to be still because of whatever. That's why they wear cones and stuff, you know, because they're not smart enough to. And she's a wild child and we are trying so hard to keep her calm. She did fine, but I'm so worried now because like she heard, I think the UPS truck pulled up and she went racing across the room and jumped over the back of the couch. She's not supposed to be jumping. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long recovery. I feel like she probably will. I mean, she can feel the pain if it's too much. No, they told me that animals are not very good about limiting their own activity due to pain. They're all they're so instinct driven. So I'm having to be the mean mama, make her lay down. Well, I had the coldest water aerobics today. The pool heater is broken at the pool. So I almost felt like I was doing cold water therapy. Okay, well, let's just see this because it's inside of an enclosure and there's no sun hitting it. So the the water was probably in the 70s. See, I thought the enclosure helped keep it warm. I guess that's why I thought in Florida they all enclosed their pools so they could use them year-round. It might help keep the air warmer, but that would mean the pool would have to be warm. So imagine you know, your body's 98.6 or whatever, and you're in this 70-something degree water for an hour. I had goosebumps by the end of it. So I'm like telling myself it's cold water therapy or something. I don't know. It might have been more like 80. I'm not sure what it was. But well, it feels cold when it's less than your body temperature. Everyone was like really, really complaining. <laughs> hopefully it'll be fixed. I can't go tomorrow, but hopefully it'll be fixed by Friday. So we shall see. I just told myself, I'm like, you know, basically I'm like Michael Phelps. I just burned 10,000 calories. That's what I'm telling myself. I do remember in swim team once that our heater was out in our pool and we tried to practice and we couldn't. It was too cold, but. Our pool was like in a, I mean, like in a little annex to the high school and had no sunshine. So it it was very cold. I don't know how long we lasted, but not very long. Well, let's talk about this week's Good News segment. Today, we have an experience from a listener that really made an impact on her. Kathy from Wyoming wrote, many years ago, when I was raising young daughters, I was in a department store dressing room. I could hear the lady in the next stall over from me talking to her young son. He was probably three years old, and I heard her say to him in the sweetest voice, you make my heart smile. 
I can't recall any part of their conversation, but that part struck me. It was the sweetest moment. I just about cried in my stall. I thought to myself, have I ever said anything that special to my girls? From that moment on, I vowed to make sure I let my girls know how special they are to me. I'm not sure if I ever said anything like that, lady said to her young son, but I sure made it a point to try. I love that years later, Kathy is still reflecting back on and feeling inspired from a brief conversation that she simply overheard. It just goes to show that you never know who is listening and you never know if the message is creating a difference for somebody. Words are so very powerful. That really is true. And we don't realize the effects necessarily of what we say to our kids, good or bad. Like I can remember when my boys were still little, I was at a friend's house out of state visiting one of my sorority sisters that I wasn't very close to in college, but she was there locally. So she came by, but she introduced her son and said, now he's really bad. And he could hear her. And I'm like, don't say that in front of him. Whisper that to me later. I mean, whatever, but but maybe don't even say it. But, you know, they are listening and they're they're taking on the identity of what we say about them. So, you know, that three-year-old boy took that in, but he would have also taken in the negativity. So what you say matters. I was apologizing to Will, I don't know, maybe a year ago. I was like, I'm sorry, I could have been such a better mother in so many ways, you know, some of the things that I worried about that I shouldn't have worried about. And he's like, well, I don't remember any of that. I'm like, well, what do you remember? He said, well, I mostly remember you just telling me I could do stuff and (laughs) encouraging me. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) He doesn't remember the, like, the parenting fails that I remember. Anyway, listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service, give a shout out to a special someone in your life, tell us an amazing story, or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that helps make it possible for us to bring you the podcast. Lots of companies believe in telling you how you should eat. Hungry Root does not. Instead, they find the most nutritious options out there and help you eat what works best for you. All Hungry Root food and all the food they carry meets a three-point standard. First, it has to be nutritious and made from whole trusted ingredients. Second, it has to be easy and quick to prepare in real hectic life. Finally, it has to taste damn good. They have wonderful quality protein choices and yummy prep veggies that are ready to cook. My favorite are their beef tips, and I love their shaved Brussels. All the food Hungry Root offers is free of partially hydrogenated oils, free of artificial sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, free of artificial colors and preservatives. Healthy eating can be easy. When you have the right food in the fridge, getting something fresh and nutritious on the table becomes unexpectedly fast and simple, and healthy tastes good. Their easy-to-make recipes make people crave Brussels sprouts, and their cookie dough comes from chickpeas. Nutrition, (laughs) and whoa, that's incredible, really can exist in the same plate. So give Hungry Root a try today. Click on the link in show notes to save $50. Yeah, their chickpea cookie dough, when I would order from Hungry Root, man, it was good. I could just, I mean, and it's okay to eat raw, which is mainly how I would eat it. I would hide it and eat it raw. (laughs) All right. Well, can I just tell you real quick, I'm so sad because our twice in the past few weeks, and these are two different meal companies, didn't show up. And it's FedEx. It wasn't the meal company. It's not their fault. 
that something terrible has happened to the box. Two different companies. Anyway, I just had to tell you how sad I am about it. It must just be transportation issues. I think so. I think there's something going on. The one box like went from Florence to Kennesaw. Then it went to, I mean, Florence is almost to me. All they needed to do was put it on a truck. But instead it got back on the plane and it flew to Kennesaw, Georgia. Then it flew to Spartanburg, South Carolina. Then it finally got to me like four days after it was supposed to get to me. So I had to throw it in the trash, obviously. The company was great about giving me, (laughs) you know, but still I have to figure out what to eat. That's just so sad. So yeah. And then you end up spending more money in the long run. Yes. But that happened again this week with a different company, but the common denominator is FedEx. (laughs) Come on, FedEx, do a little better. (laughs) Jen needs her good food. Anyway, (laughs) fingers crossed next week's better. Well, now it's time for our life lesson of the week. This week's topic is decorating on a dime. Refreshing a room in your house and making it pop and feel new again does not have to be expensive. There are lots of ways to redecorate a room without making a large investment or starting from scratch. So we asked the community to share their best tips, and Jen and I have some to share as well. So, Jen, I know you just moved and you did quite a bit of decorating. So let's start with you. What tips did you discover while decorating your house? So I'm going to talk about art, just art. And, you know, that's one of the biggest impacts of any room is what art you have up there. And finding good art can be really expensive. And I'm just talking about mass market stuff can be crazy expensive. Like there's some really great furniture stores around here that have cute coastal stuff. And you go in and you look at their art and all it is, is like a print on canvas and a frame and it's like $750. I mean, it's not like original art or something. It's like just a big piece. And I'm like, I am not paying this kind of money for art. (laughs) No, unless it's original art. So what I have discovered is art.com. They are not sponsoring this podcast. I don't even know Jen Stevens exists, but you can just find any kind of picture you want with any kind of color story you want, and they'll do it as a print on just regular paper, and then you can frame it, or they'll frame it for you, or you can get it put on canvas, whatever size you want, big, small, anything. And they even have like triptychs, which is like three in a row that are a similar kind of thing if you need a bigger space to fill. And so, and you can also send stuff back, which is great. But one thing that we did, our house came in, in a weird kind of partially furnished way. It wasn't like really furnished, but it had some stuff. But unfortunately, the style that it was decorated in was like Tommy Bahama Beach style, which is a little more like, I don't know not quite the coastal, modern coastal look I was going for. It's more like, you know, palm trees and monkeys kind of a thing, if you know what I mean. That's not really, we don't have those here. We have palm trees, we don't have the monkeys. It was jungle tropical. Jungle tropical, yeah, exactly. And that was really how people were decorating things for a while, but not, you know, the cool coastal modern look I was going for. But a couple of the frames that were in the entry hall, like they were matted, heavily matted, and the jungle tropical kind of a look. And it just wasn't what we were going for. But the frames were nice. So we had the idea to take the art out and the mat out. And I bought prints on art.com to go inside those frames. So all I had to do was take out what was there and put in a $30 print. And it was what would have cost, I don't know, $300 on art.com or hundreds of dollars. What did you attach the print to? Did it just go right inside the frame? I actually, I did two of them. The ones that were in the hall were so ugly, but I bought really big prints that filled up the whole. Now, I did have to trim them on the side. 
And it was like super easy to trim them because I just took the old mat out and used that as my guide and drew lines down the side. And then you just laid it on the glass and then closed it back up? I just put it on the glass. It's just directly on the, the glass. So the two that are in my hall, they're not matted at all. And I got big and it's like this really pretty print that I got. And I got two of them that, that related to each other and put them in. Now, going down the stairs, they had, again, some really ugly like Egyptian looking palm trees, not the kind we have around here. And they just weren't right. But I liked the mat that was in the frame. So I found some shells, uh, some shell prints that had the same colors that are just beautiful. And I just took out the old, just put the new prints in there. I just measured before I ordered it. And so for like 30 bucks again, or might've been even less expensive for those. Those might've been like 15 because they were smaller. So here's my tip for everybody. You might be like, well, that's nice for you, Jen. Your house was partially furnished. But consignment stores, thrift stores have a lot of really ugly art that people donate. And then you like can buy it for like $15 and you don't like the art, but you take the art out and put something else in it. So Will is doing that now because he's a painter and buying big canvases, really expensive. A big canvas is very pricey. You can go buy thrift store you know, Salvation Army, Goodwill, art for so much cheaper than going to buy a canvas. And then he's like doing something with gesso. I don't even know. But he's doing something with it. And then he can do his oil painting right on top of there within the frame. Oh, and one other thing is local artists. You know, like I said, I'm not going to pay $750 for some generic piece of art. I swear, I think those stores get their stuff on art.com and then mark it up and try to sell it to you. That's what I would do. But if you were looking like some funky, I know around here we have a lot of, I don't want to say junk stores because they have treasures in there, but you know what I mean, consignment stores. And local artists will have a lot of stuff in there that's like so fabulous. Like I got these things that were made, these, I don't know, they're like painted fish that someone made. And all the stores sold these things that came from Indonesia. I didn't want those. I wanted one made by a local artist for about the same price. I found something like that. So you want something that's unique and handmade and made by a local artist. And it just, you're not necessarily going to spend more. You might even spend less, but it's just so much more meaningful. Well, my tip is really less is more. So like, really, honestly, I think if you clear the room, start with a blank slate, take down like anything you have in there, all your, anything off shelves, off the walls, just kind of start fresh. And I really like to go with neutral paint. Even like my couch is just a kind of a gray, like a dove gray color, because then you can change up stuff over the years without replacing the expensive furniture pieces. You can just throw different throw blankets and different textures, different pillows. You can even, you know, exchange out curtains I love, I haven't done it in this house, but I've almost always had like an accent wall in my living room where the rest of the house is pretty neutral, but I might have one wall that's painted a different color. Maybe it's along the entryway or whatever. You can do that, you know, really inexpensively. And if you get sick of that color, you can paint it again later. I mean, a quart of paint is not that expensive and it can really change the whole look of the wall. Can I share a, a paint tip real quick? Uh-huh. And, you know, I've always been one. We've always had lots of color in our homes. We've always had, you know, different rooms painted different colors. But when we moved into this house here that we're in now, the people who had been in it before us, they had been running it for two years. They painted everything the same neutral color, this, this light creamy color. It's like a, a very soft beige with white trim. I love it. 
the whole house is painted the exact same color. And so if you need to touch something up, it's super easy. You know what color it is. But every room you can decorate with different colors and you can still use a lot of color. Paint your furniture, use your fabrics. I'm loving the neutral background. It just makes it easier to change everything up. You know, I did in my bathroom pick a color. It's robin egg blue. But I had a very specific feel I was going for in my bathroom that I wanted. And um, it's a small bathroom, so I could easily repaint it in an afternoon if I decide I don't want robin egg blue bathroom again. They also make this really cool peel and stick removable wallpaper. And it's not very expensive. And like you can just use it to accent. I saw it used in the back of like built-in bookcases and they used like a textile look to it. And it just really kind of transformed the room. And they used like, it was a kind of a, like a brushed navy, kind of like a worn out navy look back there. It looked really cool. It was white shelving and it just took it from the back of the shelving being white to this like brushed navy look. Something really easy that you can do and just change the look super quick. And then repurpose items, you know, get get kind of creative. Uh, My husband and I both have things that we just want on our end table. (laughs) like we like our creature comforts. I want my lip balm. I want my hand lotion. I need a place to store the remote so the dog doesn't eat it. We've gone through a few Roku remotes. It looks fun. She's like, oh, that looks like it's for me. I found these metal and wood. They're really utensil caddies, like to put on the table or like for a picnic or something. And uh, my furniture style is metal and wood. So it was perfect. It went with it great. And we each have one. They got little caddies and you could put stuff in, in the little caddies. And now Eric's got his little caddy and I've got mine. And my husband is not an organized person, but he actually was like, I really like this. When did you put this here? This is so cool. So, I mean, is it made for the end table? No, it's a silverware caddy but it works for that. And um, so look around your house. Everybody's got stuff like that around their house. Other than me, because I throw everything away that I'm not using. Don't be like me. And then, um, you know, you can just change the look of a room so easy by just changing out the window balances. They don't have to be expensive. Go to like Goodwill. You can find them there. You can get them on like overstock.com. You know, all of these discount resale stores like TJ Maxx or, you know, look there for window balances. Just little things can really change the look of the room up. That's really my only tip is like stay neutral, add pops of color, change those up when you get bored. I just redid my office and guest bedroom and it was just a really boring room with a gray comforter and a white bed. And I bought a piece of art. I think I got it from Overstock. And I really just styled the whole room around that piece of art. And I did not spend a lot of money. I had some drapes that I didn't throw away from a house a couple of years ago that I wasn't using that match the painting perfectly. I pulled those out and hung them up and got a couple lamps. You know, they were not expensive lamps and they pull in the colors from the painting. And um, I got a couple throw pillows that matched the painting. And then I just, rather than go get expensive pillow shams, I bought a couple of colored pillowcases that also matched the painting. And I mean, I might have $250 invested in this room now. And it turned out great. It's really pretty and inviting. And, um, you know, when I have guests come over, please, I'm begging, somebody come visit me. They have a pretty space to stay in. 
It is very pretty. I can see it from here because it's in your background. I really like it. <laughs> so we have some some ideas from listeners. Joan in Illinois says, I like getting pictures printed on canvas. I feel like it gives a different depth to the wall than a regular picture frame, and you can make them bigger than traditional photos. You can usually find a deal for as little as $5 per canvas, depending on size. Watch out for shipping fees. And with them being inexpensive, you can change them out regularly for holidays or just because. If you search for canvas prints, you'll find lots of options. They're great for gifts, too. And that really is true. We have a photo of the boys when they were little, and we got it just printed on canvas, and it looks like something fancy. We did that for my father-in-law's birthday. All of his kids got their picture taken, and we had it printed on canvas for him. And it really was not expensive at all. So Carla has a tip. She says, I flip furniture by cleaning, repairing, painting, or restaining it. I sell on Facebook Marketplace at prices significantly lower than current retail for often much higher quality pieces. Look for someone similar in your area and buy furniture from them. It keeps these old pieces out of our landfills and gives them new life. And I can customize pieces to fit decor. And there are a lot of other furniture painters out there who will do the same. Yeah, 100%. I've talked about this tip before. And the the furniture is such better quality. For wooden pieces, you do not want to buy buy new wooden pieces for hard. I mean, you know, maybe maybe a coffee table or something. Those can be hard to find or occasional tables. But chests of drawers, things like that, the old pieces, anything with a drawer, if it's new, it is crap. Have you noticed that? They're not putting money into drawers anymore. MDF and they're like tacked together with staples and... It's going to fall apart in two years. So you've got to find something old if it's going to have drawers in it. I call it disposable furniture. Well, it is. And that is really sad. And you can buy really good quality vintage stuff for the same price as you can at going to like home goods or something. So Terry says plants. They literally add new life to every room. She says, I like to put them on risers or small cake stands. I also like to display small picture frames on risers of different heights. They have them at Target now. Gives height and more dimension to small picture frames. She said, I bought amber glass bottles. You can also do clear in the bathroom for a clean and cohesive look. I have liquid hand soap, lotion, and mouthwash in them. But you can also do shampoo and conditioner, liquid shower soap, etc. You know, I did that for my mouthwash, Sherry. I bought some cut glass on like, I don't know, like on Amazon or something. Like a decanter type. Yes. I bought a decanter for my mouthwash because I don't like to have stuff sitting on the counter that looks, you know, utilitarian. And it was super easy. Well, Michelle from Colorado says, I like to look at ideas for decorating from pottery barn or house. And then I will go somewhere cheaper to try to replicate it. I love shopping at Target, HomeGoods, World Market, Costco, and Ikea to name a few places. Last year, we ordered a leather sleep sofa from a furniture store, and the sofa delivery kept being delayed. So my husband went on Craigslist and found the exact sofa for a fraction of the price. He is really good at finding gems on Craigslist. I have not had as much luck, but I try to replicate more expensive looks by shopping at more reasonable retailers. Finally, I always go to the clearance area. It can be hit or miss, but you can find hidden gems for much cheaper. Absolutely. There was a TV show that did that. I can't remember the name of it. It was on HGTV. But they had like a really expensive designer room, and then they would replicate it at a lower price. I love that. I don't know who's who's spending all this money on designer stuff. <laughs> like It's crazy the amount of money you can spend, and you can buy something so similar that looks just as good. 
All right, Annie says, I've been a professional housekeeper and home organizer for three years now, and the first thing I tell people to do is declutter their space. This is especially important when you want to redecorate because it gives you a clean palette to work with. That doesn't mean get rid of everything, but definitely purge everything that will no longer serve you well in that area of the house so you're not bringing in new decor on top of old things. It will make for a much smoother transition. And Annie says, I love deep cleaning. If you can't remember the last time you washed your baseboards, ceiling fan blades, windows, window treatments, etc., it is time. That also makes a huge difference when you're redoing a room. You want a fresh start with the whole room, not just the furnishings. Good tip. Casey Train said, when I'm putting a room together, I like to use several textures to give it more depth. I get my base furniture set, then just start adding to that till I get a good balance of texture and color that complements the space. I use a template of leather, wood, metal, plush, greenery, and glass. I like all of my rooms to flow together, so many of the elements in my home you will find all over the house. So no matter what room you are in, it all feels familiar, but different. As an example, I have several shelves throughout my home, and every one of the shelves have the same shelf brackets, but the shelves themselves are slightly different. I guess even in my decorating, I just love consistency. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. So many things can be used for another purpose. In my living room, I have three metal planter slash buckets that go from smallest to biggest hanging on my wall that hold my fire starter papers, kindling, and wood. Everyone that visits notice those buckets first and they comment on how cool they look. I love that having like a look where things can be, you know, if you have a certain style, you really can just mix and match. And they like, like I'm sitting here in, in my office and straight across from me is a mirror that I had when we lived on Lake Forest Drive in Augusta, that was in Will's bedroom. And when we were on Dresden Way, our last house in Augusta, it was in the master bath. And here it is in, on, in the office, and it looks fabulous next to two lamps that I had in my in my dining room at the old house. So you can just really, you know, just because you had it in your dining room at the other house doesn't mean you have to use it in a dining room forever. You know, if you love something, it can go anywhere. You just have to find out where it fits. Well, it's like I have a mirror here in this bedroom that I bought at Pier 1 Imports like probably over 15 years ago. And it's metal. It's got a little scroll work. It's kind of like a a rustic metal, kind of rusty. But I have like a metal bed in my guest bedroom and it's kind of off-white. So I'm going to paint the mirror off-white and then put it in this bedroom. It's never been in a bedroom before. It's always been in the hallway at the top of the stairs or in the dining room. But it's going to, I'm trying to soften the look up a little bit by painting it. And it's going to go in the bedroom now. And this mirror, by the way, is really pretty. It's round in the middle. And then it has like a little zigzaggedy kind of a starburst almost look to it. And the the gla- the mirror around the sides is like, I don't know, it's like 3D kind of a look. But I bought it at Hobby Lobby for like $30. It's gold around the edges. And it's like a plastic which sounds like a very cheap mirror, but it looks expensive. Yeah, I know exactly which mirror you're talking about. You do. This mirror, it looks expensive. And I mean, nobody's going to go and like pick it up and try to hold it and notice that it's really not an expensive mirror at all. And, you know, you could buy a designer version of this. I mean, maybe, you know, like Jeff Lewis would come in my house and be like, what's that cheap mirror? But Jeff Lewis isn't coming over. I don't know if you know who he is, but he would be like, here's a $5,000 mirror. He used to have that show 
on Bravo. I can't remember. Flipping out. He told me to buy a $5,000 mirror. I would laugh. Oh, these people are spending money on stuff I can't even imagine. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy with my Hobby Lobby mirror. Anyway, Anna Maria said, one thing I learned from my neighbor was pillow covers. I had throw pillows that were fine, but I was trying to give my living room a coastal vibe. Instead of buying new pillows to match, I bought pillow covers instead. It looks so pretty and there are so many to choose from. I always like the idea of decorating for holidays with throw pillows, but who's got all that storage? I live in a condo, so these pillowcases are a game changer and they are not expensive. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah, that's a great idea. Megan said, I love to redecorate. I just love the excitement of walking into a fresh new room. But let's face it, if I did it as often as I want to, my husband would put his foot down. I try to buy my linens in neutral colors, both for the bedroom and the bath. Those are really the most expensive pieces. And if you buy quality, they will last for years. This allows me to change up small things to give a room a new look. I tend to change my shower curtain, bath rug, soap and lotion dispenser out every 18 months or so. It can be done for less than $100. I usually buy two decorative hand towels that match the new decor colors for the towel rack. I don't burn candles, but they are an inexpensive way to add a pop of color to a counter or shelf. In the bedroom, I tend to change out my pillow shams and throw blankets and curtains based off the season. During the summer, I go light and bright, and in the winter, I tend to use richer, darker colors. If you use shams or pillow covers, it allows you to change the look of your bed really easily and you can put them away for the next season. I also keep two sets of curtains for my bedroom, a pair of light breezy ones for summer and a pair of darker, heavier curtains for winter that help keep the cold out. Also, don't forget you can change the look of old tired cabinets in the bathroom or kitchen just by changing out the hardware. It's not super cheap to do that, but with good cleaning of the cabinets and new hardware, you can update old cabinets to look fresh again. You know, we did that in our house on Dresden Way that we just moved out of in Augusta. And that house had a really, really big kitchen and it had like brushed nickel hardware. You remember that, but it had like a cast iron stovetop grill. So I bought black metal knobs and changed out everything in the whole kitchen. And it was, I got them on Amazon, just black metal knobs. It made the kitchen because I needed them in bulk. If I had gone to buy them, you know, like at Lowe's or Home Depot, it would have cost so much more. But I got them on Amazon, just black metal. It looked amazing. And it like brought out the, you know, cast iron stovetop grill. And it just made the kitchen look so much better than it had looked before. It changed the whole look of the kitchen. And it was just so easy. But Amazon's a great place to get things like that in bulk. Now, Heather says, if you dream of a newer, up-to-date house but don't love the price tag, you can definitely give your tired, older home a facelift for much cheaper than a newer house. While it's still a small investment, you can change out bedroom and closet doors throughout your house to newer, more modern doors, add crown molding, a, a chair rail, etc., and really change the look of the house. As a realtor, these are small changes I suggest that sellers make before listing their houses. Many people don't think about things like updated switch plates, doors, and door hardware, but it can really make an old house feel new again. Try to take the style of your house into consideration when picking out your new doors and fixtures. Don't forget, spray paint is your friend. If your house is full of polished brass that you hate, such as chandeliers, light fixtures, and fireplace doors, Consider using a hammered metal spray paint to give them an updated look without replacing them. Or wait till brass comes back. 
I was like, I'm going to take that suggestion. I have brass fireplace doors that I don't like. It's funny. But the thing, they, they change it up just enough so that you can't go with the old because you like brass was big and then they brought it back, but it must be brushed now. It can be gold, but not that gold. Right. Yeah. I still like it. I like it. I kind of like them just to be black. Angela said, I have found Facebook Marketplace to be a fantastic source of new to me items. My local buy nothing group has also been very helpful. As my kids outgrew their toddler beds and needed twin beds, we were able to purchase or get their new bed frames for free or very affordably. I don't have a lot of time to go to garage sales or thrift stores, but I can easily find time to look at Marketplace. Another tip is to use fabric as artwork. If you need inexpensive wall art, buy a canvas at a craft store and find a fabric that you like to stretch over it. This is especially useful when you need large-scale pieces, which can be very pricey. Or get the frame, like I already said, cheap, cheap, cheap frame with the glass and everything. Yeah, that's a great. I've also used calendars for art before. Like I had a William Morris. I love his work. It's like early like 1920s, whatever. He did He did wallpaper and fabrics, but I love William Morris's aesthetic. And so I had a William Morris calendar one year. And actually, I had William Morris calendars several years because I loved them that much. But I just took the calendar art and framed it in little square, like album cover art. You know, if you can get a frame that's sort of the same size as an album cover, well, that's the same size as a calendar. And it was beautiful art. And it was very cheap. So Jan says, go to estate sales, especially the ones in more affluent areas and over 55 communities. Don't assume in a 55-plus community the furnishings will be out of style. Many people bought all new updated furniture and decor when they moved. You can get very nice furniture and decor for a fraction of the original price. And on the last day of the sale, most items are half price. My favorite purchase was a nice end table for $60. Yesterday, I bought a nice lamp for $22. Sign up to receive emails from estatesales.net to receive notifications of sales in your zip code. You can view the pictures of items in the sales to see if there's anything you like. Hint, if you see an item you love, best to buy it then. If you wait and go back on half price day, it might be gone. The more sales you go to, you'll learn which estate sale companies have good prices and which ones tend to overprice. And that's what we did with all of our stuff when we sold our house. We had an estate sale. It was fantastic. This was Jan from Texas. And I have an aunt named Jan in Texas that I haven't talked to in a while. And I was like, is that my Aunt Jan in Texas? That would be fun. Hello, Aunt Jan, if that's you. (laughs) And if not, hello, not Aunt Jan. Hello, not not Aunt Jan. (laughs) (laughs) Dina from California says, I own a dog grooming shop. This could work for anyone with a large blank wall that needs something. Example, a home with vaulted ceilings. I bought some two by eight foot long boards and I made 60 inch by 60 inch frames. For my project, I Googled or searched on Amazon for dog themed shower curtains and so many popped up, it was hard to choose. I bought some of them and then stretched the shower curtains over the frames like canvas and voila, cheap oversized art. If I knew how to attach a picture, I would, but my customers love them. That's a great idea. I actually saw that on like, it was like a beach decorating show. I can't remember what it was called. Battle at the Beach or something. They did that. They used a shower curtain and made a giant canvas out of it, stretched it over a frame. It's a large piece of fabric, and that's really the only way you can get such a large piece of printed fabric. And a lot of them have, like, graphic prints. 
What a good idea. All right. Lori from Alabama, who is Sherry's work wife, says, if you keep a relatively neutral decor, it's easy to just swap it up with some different color pillows and throws. For seasonal decor, my best finds are always places like the dollar section at Target, Dollar Tree, TJ Maxx, and of course, Hobby Lobby. If it isn't on sale at Hobby Lobby, just wait a week and it will be. Also, my this is just me. They have coupons. If you, you can find a Hobby Lobby coupon and save on things that are not on sale. She says, also, Facebook Marketplace has some amazing finds on furniture and such. I have often found that people are moving or downsizing and have some like new items, flea malls, garage sales, and estate sales too. Yeah, she is really, okay, first of all, she's the person that decorates for every holiday, but she wanted to redo her living room and she got some new furniture, but she really wanted to replace like the style, like she didn't want the style of like her end tables and like side tables anymore. They were like a cherry with like a marble top. And she listed them on Facebook Marketplace and I think she sold them for like $150. And she went and bought these new tables that have a whole different feel for them. And I think she spent $200. So for $50, she got all new like furniture side tables and changed the whole look of her living room. She went from like cherry and marble to black and wrought iron and she 50 bucks. And it just looked like as soon as I walk in there, I was like, this has a whole different feel to it in here. So Rebecca from Linwood, Washington, she says, I cleared out a cabinet and it's now the location of Rebecca's decor store. I keep trays, candles, shells, greenery, and other little decor pieces there. The way it saved me money is that when I find something cute from the thrift store or the clearance rack, I have a place to keep them. I keep this space pretty organized, so it's fun to pick out something new when I want to change up a bathroom shelf. It has kept me kept me from impulse buying decor pieces that can be pretty pricey just because I'm bored with my house. Having a designated amount of storage also keeps me from overbuying. And when the decor store runs out of space, it's time to get rid of a few things. I have a space in the linen closet for spare throw pillows and different pillow covers so that I can swap things out. I have bought ugly pillows from the thrift store, cut the covers off, and recovered them with button-down shirts or a textured sweater, also thrifted. You get pillows that were washable and one of a kind. I truly don't consider myself a crafty person, but this is something that even I can handle. Oh, and spray paint is your budget's best friend. I have so many plant stands, side tables, chairs that I have spray painted multiple times over the years, and it is so satisfying. Yeah, it really, really is. You can change the look up completely. All right, Mark, who is Sherry, this is your neighbor, Mark. Yeah, Mark the neighbor. (laughs) That's how he wrote it. Okay. Everywhere I go is an opportunity for decorating on a budget. Rarely do I shop at the big box stores, only when I have to. Take the opportunity to hit the local Goodwill, Salvation Army, as well as your local thrift stores. While I do not donate to these organizations, I do shop there. I actually donate to them, Sherry, if I, if I can. I don't Sometimes, know what he does with his I items. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe he sells them. He's a garage seller. Well, see, that sounds like Chad. Chad. Chad sells anything on Facebook Marketplace, whereas I'm like, someone come just get it for free. Take it away. He said, um, many stores I hit are just local chains as well as the national chains. They are, however, always discount stores. Never pay full price for anything. If there's something I want, I will scope the same or very similar object out at the discount stores. Most everything in my house has been discounted, and going in, you would never know that. Ditto, Mark. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) Here are some stores that I use 
Some of them may not be available in your location, but you get the idea. So he shares where he shops for Goodwill. He likes home goods, curtains, throws, and some furniture. Local thrift stores are great for housewares, patio pots, as well as various decorations from outside. Bargain hunt. He likes pillows, bedding items, clothes, bath and body, laundry, kitchen items. Now, here's one I was happy to see. Ollie's Outlet. I've never been to one. Have you been to Ollie's oh, you Outlet? Haven't? Do you have one in South Carolina? Yeah, we've got one at Myrtle Beach. Yes. But I was like, I don't know what that is. I've never been in it. So now I want to. It's got rugs, bath towels, decor, kitchen decor, kitchen hardware. He got it from there. Exactly the same as Lowe's, just a different package for a lot cheaper. So I'm going to have to take a look there. Burke's Outlet, he said. They have a home store. Again, I had not been to one of those But we have one here, and I went in it, and it was like great stuff in there. Like I got the rug from my bathroom, and it is gorgeous. I got it for like $15, and you could probably find it in a catalog of like $200 or something. It looks like handmade, but of course it wasn't, but it was beautiful. He likes Ross. Also, I agree with that. TJ Maxx. Go to the clearance aisle. He said, you would be amazed what a can of paint in a room, as well as a few furniture covers, can do for the space. Your home is your nest, so do what you want and what you think looks good. He said some things he never skimps on, bedding. He only buys Ralph Lauren for his bed. The other two beds in the house are Sam's or Martha Stewart from back in the day. I love that. (laughs) And he said, I hope some of this helps. Remember, if you don't look for the deals, you won't get any. Expand your horizons. There are opportunities everywhere. And ladies, believe me, everything in retail gets marked down eventually. Love it, Mark. Well, and I loved what he said. Your home is your nest, so do what you want and what you think looks good. I think people get hung up in trying to do the trendy thing or whatever. But the problem with doing trendy stuff in your house, it's only trendy for so long. It's true. You know, I noticed that when I was selling when we were selling our house in Augusta, it was pretty funny. You know, Augusta is not a really fast market and things don't sell till after masters, and so we were about a month out from that, but All the houses, if they were decorated in 2022 style, if there was a barn door, buddy, it was going to sell in one day. So we should have painted everything gray and put up a barn door. Our house would have sold much faster. (laughs) I mean, I'm only a little bit joking, but you know what I mean. But every house that sold quickly looked like a certain way. And I'm like, you know, that's just going to look really dated. And In 2024, nobody's going to want barn doors. Right? And look, I'm not criticizing anyone who just put up a bunch of barn doors. I'm not saying that because it's fun to do something new. And, you know, if you're updating a room, but you don't want your whole house to be that, you know, you just, you don't, you want it to be timeless and classic. And that's just my, my decorating tip is unless you have big money, to redo your house every five years, you do not want it to look like a year, like everything. Make the background of your house be more timeless. And then you just can switch out the other things because you don't want to be ripping out kitchen cabinets every 10 years. You can't afford to do that. If you love a barn door, get a barn door. But (laughs) well, that was a lot of fun. I think we got some great tips. It's so much fun to decorate. All right. So before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, I want to remind you about our Life Lessons VIP community on Circle. Not only can you interact with me and Sherry in a private online community, you can connect with other listeners, but really the most important thing is not that you need another place to go, another community to join, but that you're supporting the podcast by joining because production costs have gone up and it actually costs a a great deal for us to bring you the podcast because we are not, you know 
editing the audio ourselves. We have a team that does that and they're fabulous. Thank you, editors. I know you're listening, but because <laughs> they listen every week. I wonder if they're like decorating their houses and stuff. <laughs> also wonder sometimes if the people who edit the same company, if they are editing intermittent fasting stories, how many of them are now intermittent fasting? I wonder that. But off topic, but everybody join us in the VIP community by going to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP. You can choose your monthly membership contribution of $4.99 or $9.99. And you know, it may not seem like a lot, but it's a lot to us. We we really appreciate your help. So if you get value from the podcast each week, we would love for you to choose the higher package. It helps support the work we do on the podcast and the costs associated with it. And we'd love to see you at the monthly chat. Absolutely. The monthly Zoom that Sherry hosts, and I try to go to it every month, unless it's like past my bedtime, which it could be. (laughs) It's going to be this month. This month is at 10 p.m. or something, right? And I'm like, she's like, can everybody come at 10? I'm like, Jen cannot come at 10. (laughs) I just can't. I try to change it up so that everybody in all time zones can make it. I appreciate that. So now it's time for our listener-led lesson. It could be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. And today's listener-led lesson comes from Hazel. She says, hi, ladies. I just love listening to you, too. I have four daughters. They are all on different corners of the map these days, and I miss a full and busy house full of laughter, teasing, and good talks. Listening to you, two brings back that feeling for an hour a week. I want to share something that I've learned the hard way. Never, ever take the ability to move joyously, freely, and at will for liberty. A little over a year ago, I fell and broke my leg. I had two surgeries to repair it, and I was not able to stand on it for nearly eight weeks. During this time, I kept complaining that my back and hip were hurting me, and the doctors just kept chalking it up to being immobile, sitting too much, not being active, and they told me that once I was able to get up and get the kinks worked out, I would be as good as new. But when I went to therapy... My therapist knew right away that there was something going on with my back. While she expected my leg to be weak from not using it, she knew it was much weaker than it should be. She talked to my doctor and they ordered an MRI on my back. It turns out when I fell, or they assumed that's when it happened, I broke one of the vertebrae in my lower back and burst two discs. In January, I had surgery to repair that. In February, I started therapy for my back and my leg. By this point, it had been months since I was able to move about freely and without pain. I never really put much thought into moving and walking and climbing stairs before. I just took it for granted. It has taken me five months to be able to return close to where I was before I fell last summer. And lordy, did I suddenly feel old really quickly. I turned 65 in November, and I have quickly realized that this, being reliant on others, not being able to get out and about and walk my dogs or travel— That is not how I want to spend the best years of my life. I'm determined to never take one step, one flight of stairs, one walk in the park for granted ever again, and I vow to never stop moving. When we stop moving the body, it just doesn't work the same anymore. What is that old saying? If you don't use it, you lose it or something. It's true. And this is just me speaking, but that happened to my grandmother. She got really sedentary, and then the decline was quick. She would move from the chair to the bed to the chair, and that was it. And it really affected everything in her life. And, you know, I'm not going to let that happen to me. So 
Um, So she says, I am determined to feel young again by my birthday in November and have a big party to celebrate. Don't forget to celebrate each day because if this ordeal has taught me anything, it's to find the good in each day. Bless you two for keeping us thinking and curious. Well, Hazel, thank you for sharing that. And I also think there's another lesson that you didn't really highlight out of here, but I want to pop it in, and that is advocate for yourself because you knew something was wrong and your doctor kept saying, no, there isn't, and it it took your therapist to figure it out. But we don't want to rock the boat sometimes, so we have to be like, no, there really is something wrong. You know, I'm not kidding, so... And I've noticed, I don't know, it seems like it's more so down here in the South, but there's this sort of the doctor says and the doctor's the boss and people don't feel like they can question the doctor, but you can because your doctor is just a human, just like you are, and they make mistakes. So if something doesn't seem right to you, ask questions, keep pressing, keep looking for answers. So at the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. And today's quote comes from Hillary. She says, I'm the world's worst procrastinator. Me too, Hillary. She said, honestly, it's how I became an intermittent faster. While trying to decide what new diet to do and putting off making a decision because I didn't want to go shop for all new foods, I just decided to start fasting like my flatmate does. It was supposed to be a temporary fix while I was procrastinating starting a new diet. And yet two years later and 45 pounds later, it's the one time that procrastinating worked out for me. I love that because I almost named Delay Don't Deny the lazy person's diet or something because it's like it's the only diet where you don't have to do anything. (laughs) Literally do nothing. Do nothing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Until your eating window opens. She says, usually procrastinating just leaves me and my ADHD brain feeling more overwhelmed and behind than ever before. This year, I decided to get a handle on my procrastination tendencies. I started researching procrastination because I wanted to understand the root of the problem. And in doing so, I found this quote, putting off an easy thing makes it hard and putting off a hard one makes it impossible. It's so true. If you put it off for the next day, it feels harder than the first day. And for me, I think it's because I didn't accomplish it once. So it makes me feel like I failed. And then it becomes this big, scary monster. And I don't want to fail again. So I ignore it. But the monster gets bigger and bigger. It could be the simplest of things. But the more I delay it, the more energy I invest in avoiding it and pushing it off later again and again. But if it's a hard thing to start, it started off as a monster and it just grows into a bigger monster. Now I take the elephant approach. I might not finish whatever the task is, but at least I start it. It keeps it from becoming harder and it doesn't become a monster. I love that. That is a great tip. Thank you so much, Hillary, and your motivational quote. I loved it. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to join us in the Life Lessons VIP community. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to be a VIP podcast supporter for either $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Your support really does ensure that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we would love for you to leave a review so that we can reach others. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and then listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.